position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course features, you know, like, kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Oh my goodness! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number three hundred and eighty-nine, or no, three hundred eighty-eight. We begin with an error of the best Linux games podcast being recorded for you on this Saturday, the second of April, uh, twenty twenty-two. Crack engineer. I were oh, I seventeen uh seventeen hundred seventeen twenty-five hours. Ivor? Ivor? Ah, there he is, crack engineer Ivor Molina. Holding up the whiskey sign in the booth. You fired, Ivor. We have... We're back! We're back, we're live. After... Two weeks of unfucking believable fucking nonsense and travails. We have our new video card in. We have been gaming for a week and we have a big show for you. Oh, that would of course make it for our sequel friends. Uh, 2022, uh, 02, or, uh, 0402. Uh, 
what, am, what else am I forgetting? It's been a while since I've had to do this whole spiel. Anyway, episode three. Wait, why does it say three eighty nine? Ah, man, this is already confusing. This is not going to go well. Um. So, first off, things look like they might be getting marginally better in the Ukraine, which is phenomenal. But do not trust. Vladimir Putin and please no matter what happens we have to take care of we have to help our European friends and hopefully like you know some some uh, Ukrainians can be you know uh, given asylum here but we hate everyone evidently in America you know give us your poor your 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 huddled masses yearning to be free. Yeah, evidently there's been a rollback on that, but I mean, you know, please if you have if you have some money or if you feel justifiably particularly guilty for making a tiny free country try to fight alone an evil empire by itself and who has become the mouse that roared does not matter we have to help these fucking people 10 million refugees in in like a month that is an unthinkable volume of people luckily uh, you know uh, the people who have been western allies geographically closest in proximity have sucked up tons of this tons of these innocent civilians who are fleeing at this point I don't know if he's a tyrannical madman or just a twilight deluded authoritarian this is this is what makes this whole situation so dangerous and these weeks so horrible to see. I mean, he, he he's ready to fucking lay medieval siege. You know. And he cannot be trusted. Uh, I'm talking about Vladimir Putin. But we have to help these refugees and, you know, God willing, one day they'll be able to 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 re- I don't know. Have you seen Maripol? It's brought to you by those images and videos are brought to you by Linux, by the way. How? Because they're from drones. And guess what? No Linux, no drones. But anyway, that's me being smug or whatever. This in an inappropriate in an inappropriate way. Imagine if ten million people. You know that there are only twelve million illegal immigrants in the United States of America. Out of 330 to 40-ish million people. That's like 3%. Fucking Poland absorbed 14% of its population in the first two weeks of this war in refugees. It's just amazing. And it and you know god bless him I don't believe in god but anyway I do believe in we we have to do our part 
And yeah, gas is gas is higher, but not necessarily directly because of the war in Ukraine. Prices are higher at the grocery store. It's true. Inflation is getting bad. It's going to get worse. Especially especially if you drive. Where if you're going to drive to the future, you're going to need this, Marty. Hands him a bag of fucking gold bullion, like three fucking gold bullion bars like from fucking Pitfall. Where we're going, we don't need eyes. Um anyway, it is incumbent upon the wealthiest nation that the world has ever seen. If you can spare 20 bucks, check out the link or to whatever charity of your choice just to help these fucking refugees 10 million people moving in one day it's a preview of the climate change uh, expatriate uh, uh, refugee slash expatriated peoples of the future to come make room make room as Harry Harrison said but for right now these people are the buffer between us in World War Three, and when I say us, I mean the world, and by World War Three, I mean Vladimir Putin. So they deserve to be taken care of, God damn it, and they are not going to have homes to come to, come home to. Oh, uh, it's just horrible. I've, I mean, it is fucking monstrous. I thought Aleppo was bad. They didn't level Aleppo in two weeks. There's no fucking structures left in Marpol. Anyway. So, my graphics car died. We did a bunch of uh, uh, replay uh, episodes because my graphics car died to such an extent that not only could it not be rehabilitated, I had to buy a new fucking card. And that is a difficult thing to do these days. I have a I'm now speaking to you. The next voice you hear... By the way, let's get straight to our top stories. next voice you hear will be my own. Ivor, you're fired! I'm now speaking to you live from the same place in Las Vegas as I always do, but with a 3080 Ti in my machine, which I actually managed to get in only seven days. So... That was amazing, and it was not as horrifically expensive because they're everyone is now kind of holding their breath, waiting or not holding their breath, but they're waiting right now for their orders of their 3090s to come in and etc, 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 but 3080 is fine, massive upgrades, 3080 Ti, I had a 1080 Ti um, 11 gigabytes, this one's 12 the gigabytes don't really matter because they only on a GPU they really uh, if you want to crack shit, if you want to do CUDA or deep faking then then yeah, you're going to need you're, you're going to need that and more RAM but um the, uh, GPU RAM but um personally I have not noticed that humongous of a performance experience that I can like, you know, in, uh, what do you call it? Not empirically, but um, experientially 
detect, just like on a gestalt kind of level, there are some problems with the drivers for this card series with Mint, it seems like. Um, I've tried both the 470 series, which is like a massive rollback for me, uh, back up to the 510s. Bottom line is, this card isn't melting. One funny thing about replacing my old video card. The heat problems on that card had gotten so bad that the actual um, 8-pin connectors that uh, power the GPU, my old MSI 1080T, I took two sets of these, so 24 connectors, or 16, yeah, 16 connectors, this one takes 24, which is a big pain in the ass, and took a whole day. Why? Because I couldn't find another fucking Molex 8 fucking pin adapter in all of my computer hardware kits. I could not find one, and now that Fry's is gone, Fry's, F-R-Y-S, used to be Radio Shack, now it's Fry's, and now it's no one. If, if you don't live in America, that's what I'm trying to explain here. Uh, where you could go and buy. I need a Molex to an 8-pin connector for a GPU. Yeah, straight from the PSU to, yeah. Oh, cool. I had to call around for fucking three hours that day. And then eventually I had to buy a new fucking power source unit. I had to rewire the whole goddamn computer. And guess what? I had to buy the same PSU that I already had which is not burnt out. But, as I pulled out the 8 pins from the old GPU, the 1080 Ti, I realized they were crunchy and that they had melted the plastic around the, the female connectors for the actual pins. That is a new thing that I have never seen before in my entire life. Like, that's like fire hazard shit. Almost fire hazard shit. It was just funny. And it was funny because I tried to use the same... I didn't realize this immediately. I tried to use the same connectors. And yeah, no dice. And so I had to buy a new PSU just to get more of those fucking connectors. And I replaced the fucking PSU at the same time. But my PSU is only like fucking two years old, whatever. Another 200 bucks. And when you have lost this much money on such a fucking disappointing, frustrating, crippling thing that deprives me of my one outlet in my entire life, which is talking to you, ah, my friends and fellow Linux gamers. It is a sad thing. I apologize to everybody for having to do so many Encore episodes. I did not expect my 1080 Ti to really die as precipitously as it did. But eventually there were, I just didn't have a computer. Which is an interesting experience considering other things that have happened in my personal life. Um... 
some minor stressors, but we'll we'll leave those to the side. Um, because it's not like I'm not doing anything with my life, you know. It's not like I'm not busy with other shit. And it's not like not being able to play video games for almost two weeks on a Linux box. It's not like that's ingrained into my behavioral patterns after fucking eight years of being on deadline every week. Yeah, you know, that's something you shrug off. Yeah, no, it sucked. Major stressors. But I got the 3080 Ti in there. I mean, it... it, The only uh, benchmark I've run, I ran against the the 470 and the 510. If you're an NVIDIA... Linux user, um, you know what I mean by that? Those are the driver series. Um, and they're approximately the same. The same final score comes up, and the same, it does not run as fast or as hard as I thought it would. But right now, it is currently running at 47, 48 degrees Celsius which is better than 98 degrees Celsius, which is like what was happening with the old one. And so my computer is fixed and I've gone actually to spend three days playing games on Linux, which is great. To that end, uh, let's see, uh, melted pins, power cables, To that end, I am almost prepared to do a full and complete ejaculatory uh, masturbatory in your mouth, on your face, deep inside you. Kind of uh, yeah, someone's had not gotten laid in a long time. What the fuck? I've just been editing all this fucking porno music. Yesterday I spent 12 hours editing fucking porno music. <coughs> so yeah, forgive, forgive if I'm if I'm um, a little raw this week. Forgive me, I'm out of practice as well. Oh, and that's what she said. That was not the sound of the mic dropping. That was the sound of my lighter dropping. Hey, Ivor! Oh, we'll get you the fucking case, won't we, Ivor? I'm ready. I'm not ready. But I've logged 30 hours in it now. Which is 10 more than the bare minimum requirement for BLGP to actually post a review of a game. And even then, if the game... If we still... If I'm not sure that the game... If I haven't been in the game by then, then I, you know, generally if it's any good, I'm going to want to beat... I want to know what the game has to offer. That's, you know, the ultimate criteria, but the baseline criteria has to be more than 20 hours or beat the game. Because, like, some games are, like, you know, only three hours long. I'm 30 hours into Instruments of Destruction. I'm building shit now at this point with the new um, flight 
and some of the corrected physics, actually. But the new flight mechanics really have taken what is already one of... I think this game, even in early access, is if they bring it all together and it's so good already but if they really bring it all together and land the fucker it will be one of the best it will be a timeless classic it kind of already is because I built a guy I built I built an instrument of destruction <laughs> the new flight mechanics and everything make it possible to <laughs> I still can't build a a, a a correct ATST walker that works correctly but that's because you have the, the counter motion on the legs and stuff and they're kind of, other people have but it's a big pain in the ass to do I've come very very close but one of my favorite I'll just share one construction with you and then we'll get to our feature this week which is another phenomenal game um, but in terms of instruments, instruments of destruction which does look way better when it's not melting your graphics card to your PSU cables. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I look at this I'm like, what is this? What? <laughs> this thick fucking plastic any shielded female metal connector. Like, what? It's 3,000 degrees inside. Do I have a forge? Do I have a, do I have a furnace? Evidently I did, and evidently it was good that my computer kept shutting down. I don't know. We'll see. I wanted... I, I was expecting more performance boost from the 3080 Ti, but anyway. of Destruction does look better on the 3080 Ti. I still can't save a screenshot, though, for some reason. It's fucking weird. But I have live-streamed it. So, Jet Propulsion, the ability to add Jet Propulsion, at first... Made me think, oh, this is gonna be so complicated because, like, now this game is supposed to be about building a giant thing that's made out of girders. It's designed to destroy things that are actually also made out of girders, but ours are better, and we can inflict force on them, like buildings and babies and children and ex-girlfriends, former friends. Um, and the darkness that lurks inside of us. Psych, just kidding. Instruments of destruction can't do that. Change comes from within. But so I built like all these flying things. And then, especially once I discovered the miracle of the balloon, which now works much better than when, than the week when they rolled it out. They're still updating the fucking game, man. It's still in early access and they are fucking busting ass on it. <clears throat> it is not without its limitations I am not prepared to do a full review but I will just share this one one creation diary thing 
So you're terribly tempted to have Well, okay, fine. I don't need to roll on the ground anymore. I can use a balloon to suspend me and then marginally suspend me. Of course, it does just mean like shoot myself up into the sky, but that also means the way I use balloons actually are just for like an emergency break while I'm building something. Because like if something falls over on its side, you want it to be able to get right side up without having to reset it necessarily because you want to see, we're talking about like lots of moving parts and stuff. Hot air balloons are great for that. Just one of them at, you know, power three will fucking shoot you into the sky and then you get the benefit of you know, watching and waiting to see when you land or just pressing the start button again and you're back into the editor just like normal, but you know, we like to take care of contingencies here, contingencies here at Skooky Co. Industries. At Dracula Factory. You know, we're not Dracula Factory. I am Dracula Factory. But that's a different story. So, jet propulsion, and like once I understood kind of how it worked, I was like, oh, I don't need any fucking, I don't need any tank treads or wheels where we're going we don't need wheels we just need gold bullion one being that I got Buddha to kill Jackson um so I got like seduced by like being able to inflict I, I wanted to make a VTOL pseudo Blade Runner esque style hovercraft, which I did. I made several of them. Um, that control simply and easily and are maneuverable and etc. They're very difficult to tune correctly, but throughout like those six hours or three hours, four or five hours or whatever. I did have an epiphany. I said epiphany! I didn't fuck your sister, dude! So imagine this. One of the problems with the giant electromagnet in this game is that it only really attaches to one other part that you can, like, fire. Insofar as I know, and that's, like, this weird, special, smaller... 10 ton steel wrecking ball problem is there's no real way to you can't attach it with a chain there's no way you can restrain the ball you can fire it like a fucking almost at bullet you know literally you can fire it at ballistic speeds just using the electromagnet set to 3 we're doing enormous force and then you can pull it back but it doesn't always go the right place and it doesn't always come back. Like, you can lose the wrecking ball. And that was one of my major disappointments in my first, you know, like I said, I'm 30 hours in. My first, after, uh, like, between hours, like, 18 and 20, I spent a lot of time trying to make a bowling robot where he could actually efficiently get the ball back. That's still not 
that feasible, at least not with that method. By the way, anything you can fucking possibly think of, you can build. I built an ATAT that can stand. It can't quite walk right yet, but it can stand and it can turn. Like, that's fucking nuts. Mm. And the quality of life focus of the editor that is core to this game, because, you know, that's all you do is just design these fucking machines that are designed to destroy buildings by hook or crook and under budget. And with the desired degree of precision to complete the challenges. But I just spent all my time in the sandbox making crazy shit. I can make crazy shit in this game effortlessly. At 25, by by the time you hit 20 hours, you kind of know all of the core parts. I wish there were more tutorials, more tutorial information in terms of some of the less commonly used parts that I but the game is about experimentation first and foremost so, and it makes it so easy and that's why the quality of life focus on the user interface and everything makes this game so extremely good, this is not a review this is just, I just want to tell you about this one epiphany I had so, you have a cab that's your control cab, that's like your hub. Depending on which cab you pick, it can mount, you know, something underneath it and something behind it. Those are where the connectors are. Or they can be on the sides and on the back, or sides and on the bottom. It doesn't really matter. <coughs> thrusters, jet thrusters in this game, which are tunable, like they're, it's very easy. One button, you have three different degrees of tuning, and then you have another whole fucking giant thruster, which is like way more powerful. The small thrusters, trust me, they're more than enough power, more than powerful enough. Generally, these operate by default in a toggle mode. So, you have the cab, let's say you just put like a six connector on the back of the cab, which is just a a small connector that will connect six other blocks to it. Then on the back of that, you put a jet engine which are cheap in the game the game cost of components in the game in the builder and in and in the actual game in the sandbox and in the game they're not meant to be correlated they're not meant to correlate to real world pricing in a realistic sense they're there as a shorthand for the cost of your build which is a very important thing you know if you want to you want to advance further into the game, unlock new levels, and blah. You have to come in at under cost, always. And it's a cool shorthand. It's great. Everything about this game is phenomenal. Well, not everything, everything, but we're not going to talk about any shortcomings yet, because I still feel like I need another 30 hours in it. Same, it was like, just imagine Instruments of Destruction being as good, as fun, as approachable, but way more psychotic 
then all the fun that I had, I took well, it took me like what eighty hours before I would even review High Fleet. I could go for five hundred hours probably in this game, in Instruments of Destruction, before feeling completely confident that I could file a review. But anyway, so we have our cab, a six connector in the back of the cab, and then facing out of the back, so opposite of the direction of our cab, is a jet engine. It's a small little disc-sized jet engine. Let's say we turn up to th- three. That's as that's the most power that that engine can produce. It goes from zero to maximum thrust in under a second. Defaults to toggle, so we map it to our A button. We start the simulation. Our cab and our six and our little thruster in the back fall to the ground. We have no means to manipulate or maneuver ourselves in any other way but other than by pressing the A button. What does this cause? This causes the entire our entire construction to fly at a at a speed at a ballistic speed but only straightforward and you know you have to toggle it off and there's no way to control it I like things that are unstable by design by the way in this game it's a beautiful methodology what this means and this was the thing that like the epiphany that I had so we take that same thing that we just I just described What's the problem? Well, we can't control it. We can't turn it. We can't... We can't do anything other than hit things with our face, and that's only if they're straight in front of us, and then we're dead. And you don't die. I mean, you're, you're, your instruments of destruction are immune from damage, generally speaking. And then I thought, wait, what's your favorite thing in the world in this game, Seth? And I said, Skooky Sprite. And I said, yes, Seth. Well, Skooky Sprite, I'm glad you asked me. Oh, we're both here now. Ivor, give me more whiskey! My tits are back! Um, a joke. What's your favorite thing in this game? I like putting chainsaws that are the size of my car in real life on the end of spinning chains that spin by giant fucking spinning plates that are the size of my house. And I also like it when I make helicopters out of those. But the problem with making something like that in general in the game is that if you want to be able to maneuver yourself and control yourself to get to like all the shit that you need to destroy with things that are unstable by design it's very difficult to get 30 spinning fucking chainsaws on 100 yard long chains that are as chains from my dreams that are as thick as I am tall it's very difficult to maintain um, 
to, to prevent enough centrifugal force from building up such that whatever base you have built for you know, your chain spinning thing or whatever and this is true, like, you don't have to be wanting to spin chainsaws or anything like that, it's just this is a fundamental principle of the game, it's called physics no matter how big your base get, you have to have a humongous base to get something like that to not build up enough centrifugal force to topple your vehicle and render it incapable of righting itself unless you're a genius who you know, maybe listens to podcasts and knows that now you can just fucking put one balloon anywhere on the top set it to three and you can write yourself very quickly because it will, you know, put it on the top of your, whatever the fuck you're building, it's great, it makes it makes building much more complicated machines that have very complicated series of automations like walkers and stuff like that, much easier to bug test because if it falls over, you just press the special button that you've mapped to deploy the balloon the balloon powers up it put it at the center of mass and at the top of your construction it's going to return you hopefully not too quickly to your feet and then you turn off the balloon and balloon, balloon deflates bam you're back on your feet you can see again where the next phase of whatever sequence of buttons that you have everything mapped to you know blah blah so back to my favorite creation of the week other than Mr. Punchy but he's too complicated to describe this is already too complicated to describe for radio so we take this same little cab and this six connector and this solo reverse facing high powered rocket jet engine And underneath that six piece, we add another six piece. And then we add all the spinning chains that we want with saws that are the size of buildings. And you're thinking, Skooky Sprite, you haven't described anything any cooler or better or anything than what you were just talking about. Because when you fire the rocket, you're just going to fly into space out of control and completely... You know, you're not going to be able to destroy all the delicious buildings that are possible. It'll be spectacular, but it's going to suck. And that's when I tell you, on the top of that first six connector, coming off the back of our cab, we add an L connector pointing backwards. Then you can add a chain. A chain to a tower. Maybe. Maybe a tower on tank treads. And maybe you add another thruster all key, hopefully key to the same button, but if you want to turn or whatever, best way to do it is via the plate. So you have an L connector coming off the top of your then you have all these chains with saws underneath this little module 
and one chain that takes it connects back to what is essentially a, a movable wrecking crane tower and then you add another thruster in the front this means that in one second I can hurl myself <laughs> it's not what you would call controlled flight but it is unbelievably damaging BAM straightforward at ballistic speeds this causes all the chainsaws to fly forward because they're on chains when I reach the end of my the length of my chain to my base I stop I don't fly into the ocean. I don't fly anywhere. I then turn. I pre- tap. I've already disengaged my the back th- back thruster that gives me forward thrust. Halfway through this process, it takes like literally you count one Mississippi, and you should already have disengaged it. Now I'm back on the ground. I press the other button to launch me backwards. The, this one controls the thruster that I put in front. And I go flying backwards back to the control tower. Behind the control tower. Thus we begin. And then all of this is on <laughs> so many different things you can do. It is magnificent! It is magnificent. It is a magnificent game. And the destruction is so detailed like the one thing that like I really wish that this game had I think that they're considering it whatever it's going to be later if they ever do it is adding the adding an editor to make structures to destroy but from reading the dev blog that is like you know, like, sometimes you don't trust the developer to, like, know that hey, this thing's fucked up, or everyone in the world wants this one thing that is not impossible to make. And we are so uncertain of you as the developer that we feel compelled to explicitly demand this. You know what I mean? In like a feature request or whatever. This guy's the opposite of that. This guy's like, alright. Hey, as frothy as my dick gets for this game as it is, this guy has visions of unbelievable destruction, the likes of which, you know, blah, blah, blah. My favorite thing about Instruments of Destruction, though, is it is truly a game where it does not give a fuck. It's like, yeah, you know, um, we're giving you a really good physics engine, an unbelievably gorgeous uh, destruction engine, and we're giving you a fantastic user interface for building your own instruments of destruction, building them, configuring them, and testing them. I can build a fucking fully functioning three-armed robot in like uh, 47 mouse clicks and then control it with a controller it's it's awesome 
So that's Instruments of Destruction. Now, in our waning few moments, you see, I'm out of practice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for babbling, but it's been quite quite a trying two weeks. Quite a trying two weeks. Um... Thus, we arrive at our feature game that I've logged eight hours into eight hours in since I a game that I've logged eight hours in since I finally was able to get into it. Meaning, like after I had a working computer, which happened on Wednesday. Mesdames and Messieurs, I will base them with the feature, please, because I want to give you my first impressions. Last 15 minutes of Weird West. Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! Alright, so this is gonna be like a kind of a crazy fucking speedrun of death here. Spent eight hours playing Weird West over the last two days. It is what I wish I was doing right... Wish I was or... It doesn't matter. It's, I, wish I, I wish I was playing the fucking game right now instead of talking to you. So, super shorthand. Fallout 2, my pick for the greatest game of video game of all time, which is Needs to be reevaluated now, but that would be the first time in 20 years that I have reevaluated that particular pick. That means it's a very good game. Demi-isometric, turn-based, tactical, small party, survival adventure role-playing game, post-apocalyptic shooter in a nuclear wasteland, uh, set in the southwestern corner of Calnev Ari of the United States. That'd be California News. Arizona. Um, fight monsters, great fast traveling system in which random encounters could occur and you were able to go anywhere and do anything and the deadlines for stuff for the story main arc of the story were what do you call it? Inscrutable. They were not made discreet. They were not made known that there was actually a deadline until after you fucked up the whole game and did that a bunch of times and then you knew exactly the amount of days, weeks, and months you could go before you had to hit the next major plot line to save your people, etc. The one of the, the qualities of that game are exactly they're not exactly, they're not one-to-one but they are extraordinarily comparable to the qualities that make Weird West so compelling to me Weird West is not an early access though, it does not control that great with a controller it has some problems with some controllers I have two, I've tried it with two different controllers one works vastly better than the other. But, like Fallout 2, Weird West 
Instead of set in post-apocalyptic war, war. No, this is set in the Weird West, which is a counterfactual parallel kind of steampunk universe with magic. So that's the, there you get your monsters, there you get your bandits, there you get your bulletry, your your ballistics, your fucking guns, your six guns, shotgun, your rifle, machetes, and your blood cults and your story. It is it also again like Fallout 2 is demi-isometric, but not turn-based. So, you know, two-thirds camera angle. Not turn-based combat. This is all real-time combat. The genius of this game so far, and the thing that makes this game so compelling, some people will like it. If you're, if you're going to like it, I think most people will absolutely love this game. Except for the fact that it's 30 bucks. And I think, to be honest, and these are just my first impressions, it really could use two months maybe in early access for its level of completion at least insofar as the overall <coughs> um, sense of polish but when you fuck up the controls for gamepad, the game is really designed to be played with a mouse and keyboard but if you're, gonna, if you're not going to support it then don't support it you know, like, gamepad, if you are going to support it and you're going to release without any early access period, you better fucking know your shit and make sure it works. Lots of people really, really, I'm one of them, are not wild about the the degree of controllers, gamepad support for this game. But, that's the only bad thing. Really, that's the only bad thing. What made Fallout 2 so great? Well, one, you could pick whatever quest you want outside of the main storyline quest, which for 1995, I think that's when it came out. I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, it was amazing. It was very innovative. More so than that. And this is one thing that's like missing from Weird West. There is no complicated role pl- RPG style skill tree and perk tree. You do not I don't even understand what it means to gain a level in this game. I don't think that there really are levels. I know that there are two different types of skills you can upgrade. You do not upgrade skills by using them. You actually have to find these weird well uh, golden ace of spades for one set of skills and then um, nymph relics for another set of skills. This is different than Fallout 2. Fallout 2, you could meticulously spend micromanage every one of your eight fucking per level skill points depending on what other perks you had and put them into individual aspects of your... No. No. But then again, this game, Weird West, does not support fucking pausing time magically 
and manually aiming, you know, your rifle at exactly the uh the groin socket of the a- fearsome alien that you that, that that's attacking you. Weird West uses a very complicated real-time system for all of its movement and combat, all of its characters, and everything is procedurally generated with the exception of the locales. All the characters are procedurally generated. They all get names. They all have lives. They all have routines. They all have destinies that may or may not be separate from yours. And as you rapidly discover when after you start the game, God help anyone whose fucking destiny is intertwined in any way with yours. Even if they're your friends, they're gonna die. But the greatest genius of Fallout 2 was that it didn't care who you killed or how you solved the puzzle or a problem. How you overcame an obstacle and gave you obstacles which you could overcome um, by money, by violence, by persuasion, by, you know, blah. There is no persuasion that I've seen that's like a direct, there's no, there's not, there's no is there dialogue? There's binary dialogue choices, very, very, very rarely, which is great because that when when you end up in a in in a dialogue thing, it's the game's way of telling you this is super important. Pay attention to this, and yeah, basically you have no choice. Um, other than a binary choice, which you're making me aware of a choice, which makes it no choice whatsoever, because then it's just A or B. And that means it could be arbitrary. But it, it is a good way of forcing you to pay attention. In between all the hot, 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 hot environmental navigation, stealth, and brutal fucking annihilation of your enemies by any means necessary. You're a bounty hunter. Your family is killed at the beginning of the game when you stand over the grave of your dead son. They have taken your, uh, a woman, at least in my game, uh, they have taken your husband captive. These are a cannibal bandit tribe of fucking maniac blood cult outlaws who are slowly working their way through the weird west under the direction of a mysterious uh, proto-human demi-demon well no, fully demonic flesh-eating, ravenous pseudo-four-armed werewolf people monster guys who have a criminal syndicate operating in the steampunk weird west What do I mean by steampunk? I hate steampunk, by the way. Everyone dies. That's basically how it goes. Everyone stealth or die. Stealth and die. Die and stealth. Stealth and die. Die, die, die. You are a bounty hunter. And have returned to your profession after this brutal raid on your farm's homestead. And I like I like at least in my game I'm a chick, um, 
the ugliest chick I've ever seen in a video game, by the way. As a hero, as a heroine, holy shit. The line art, like in like the the character sheet menus and the inventory and stuff. It has these like comic book drawings of like what your character they are they make us we we look like if you know okay you, you know um Quaker Oats oatmeal like the the Quaker uh, Quaker Oat Quaker you know guy smiling happy guy with like the giant black hat and everything we look like if that guy was masturbating thinking about his hottest hottest most erotic I mean he's a Quaker um, sexual fantasy, which would be someone who looks just like him, but with like a fucking pilgrim buckle hat and tits <coughs> and a face that looks like got hit by a shovel. Christ. Hey, I'm glad our kid is dead. He doesn't have to be raised by us anymore. I still retain his teddy bear and my wedding ring. Main quest is to go and find your husband who still might be alive. Along the way, you're going to have to regain your bounty hunting skills. This means exploring a free roam world map fraught with perils and dangers first on foot, eventually by horse first by stolen horse then eventually by horse that you own then you're going to have to assemble a posse but anyway bounty boards, side quests etc blah, two things that make Weird West stand out from other games that have tried to pick up this extraordinarily heavy lifting, heavy lift of a mantle that was thrown down by Fallout 2 because no one has ever managed to do it ever in my humble opinion as well as Fallout 2 Weird West so far is the closest two things that set Weird West apart because it's procedurally generated but has a persistent everyone has a name if you kill everyone you've killed everyone in that town, whatever they'll get buried that town will fall into kind of demonic hands Generally, that's what happened at the one fort that I completely depopulated. But that was filled with bad guys. You don't want to do that to towns. But, like, if you ever played Fallout 2, like, how many times have we all liquidated the den? Many times. Killed everybody there. Whatever. Except for the two merchants who were too afraid to run. Because you were only killing slavers. Well, everyone has an opinion of you in this game. And you can do whatever you want provided that you're willing to deal with the consequences you can steal in front of anybody if they really like you they'll let you do it if they don't really like you or if they're afraid of you or if you've been killing people constantly in town prices will go up they will go and try to find the law by the way you try to kill them you will kill them you can kill them it's fine kill them before they find the law I killed someone who saw me looting a corpse at the beginning of the game. I'm not a big fucking murdering psycho or whatever. 
Um, but this big, I was just learning the mechanics and there are all these dead people in this town and I'm like looting a dead corpse in the middle of the fucking thoroughfare and this NPC chick who has a name little dialogue box pops up over her head oh my god what are you doing so she had to die I had to kill her immediately she's gonna go get the law and now she's dead in the street in the thoroughfare I see icons popping up around my screen that people heard the shots they're coming to look I have a shovel I bury the bitch right there and I get done just before John Q. Law comes around the corner I'm whistling you know and eventually they meander away and they all have routines and they all they all have like interior lives they all have opinions of you they all also remember if they owe you they all also have agendas that are not yours some of them wish to manipulate you, some of them wish to rob you, some of them wish to eat you so John Kulaw wanders away, I dig her back up I loot her corpse, then I rebury her in the middle of the fucking street game does not, game doesn't give a fuck, what sets this game apart from Fallout 2 in terms of combat, which I'm not sure how I feel about it it uses, if you've ever played Synthetic which is a free-to-play game mouse-driven also two-and-third-quarter-ish demi-isometric free-to-play, you can get it on Steam it's a great game all about gunplay and it's like Crusader No Remorse but not as good and whatever this game has a similar aiming system. It generally works pretty well, and the the whole thing is that what what the game is the game is only thing the game tries to force you to do is to not get killed. This is very difficult when you're alone. Eventually, once you get a posse together, either you can hire people for fucking straight up specie as you tick down the bounty boards and start discovering other places and oh boy you get in some tough situations and then you start realizing oh my god there are fucking demons here and it's, it's fucking weird it's a crazy game the guns are not designed to be particularly accurate or efficient until you upgrade them and or your skills I have yet to be able to upgrade a gun because I keep I find the interface for doing that very confusing because it keeps make I just make ingots instead and I've only been able to see one time have the opportunity to upgrade a weapon because you need like a certain number of, of actual nuggets, not ingots nuggets at a forge, but that anyway guns are not particularly accurate they're not particularly great until you start focusing on how to use them. So half of the game is stealth however you want to do it. Or outright murder if you can. (coughs) 
but you're you're not judged by anyone other than yourself for the potential consequences of your actions outside of places where people know you and outside of places where people might see what you have done and go and tell others and so what this means is when you like save someone who's been like held prisoner by the blood cults and you send them back to whatever to Grackle which is actually the first town that you get to or wherever everyone that person thinks you're a god that increases your reputation marginally for everyone in Grackle but that person fucking loves you and if that person can defend themselves if they have a gun there's a possibility that you may have just made a mysterious stranger perk-esque like associate someone who sometimes might appear to save your fucking ass in the middle of a life or death situation alternatively you can fucking kill them yourself while they're still there and, and eat them if you want the game don't you fuck the road to revenge leads to hell baby and we gotta go get our husband I bet you that he's dead and I'm already pissed off about burying my kid I still have his teddy bear but the uh, one last thought and then we gotta get out of this episode one last thought about Weird West the coolest thing about it though is the survival aspect so stealth and just movement and aiming and the tactical decisions that you're going to execute while taking down whoever the fuck it is that you want to kill or get around whoever it is you want to avoid are extraordinarily simple but it's simple to execute but infinite in their complexity like oh okay yeah I'll shoot the lantern over there on accident while oh and you have uh, superpowers it's all because all combat's in real time so you have to manage you have to get really good at taking a lot of damage returning a lot of damage or mitigating that by cover and stealth and making people lose you and then looting everything you can and then getting back to someone who will buy the shit off of you alive and going back and then well there's many surprises and the fact that it's procedurally generated the quests all the side quests all this shit all these people means that unlike Fallout 2 yeah you are kind of limited to like one merchant for the first 10 hours I guess or whatever one major settlement I'm trying to save up enough money to buy a horse I've stolen horses they're great make traveling a lot faster but like when you take a bounty off the bounty board and he's like alright yeah I'll do this one one of the coolest things is this game keeps track of time so it'll be like, oh yeah, you got 14 days to you know, kill or capture this this fucking 
wanted outlaw who may be fucking four days walk away from Grackle or wherever the fuck it is you are and then there's all the then there's the inventory and the looting and the guns and the when there's not so many cool skills that I've seen so far but um you're already a fucking ninja badass and the game like cause you can like jump in this game it's that's an unusual feature for uh three and a quarter you know two thirds demi isometric you can jump and you can grab onto ledges and climb up ledges. You can jump through windows to gain quick access into buildings. You can jump through windows in stealth. Which granted does make noise but generally it's only people inside of buildings who care about the noise of broken glass. Depends on if you're in a town or if you're in like a an abandoned town that's been taken over by bandits. Weird West is great. I like it quite a bit. Alright, I will see you next week. Cheers, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry about all the replays, but what, what what can I do? No computer. And I'll have more on the 3080 Ti as I get to test it. It only went in to the fucking I only had this up and running uh, Wednesday night. Because it it only showed up on Tuesday. So, it's been a hell of a week, but it's been very, it's been very humbling to realize how much my own mental circadian pressure rhythms are attuned to needing to play a certain amount of video games every week just for this show. All right. That's it. Next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com.
to subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.